Hey everybody, welcome back to this week's show. Let's start it off. You can find me on Instagram at the Jesus Show NTO. Facebook, the Jesus Show, not that one. TikTok at the Jesus Show, not that one. You can find me on YouTube. Type in the Jesus Show, not that one, and email me your questions, comments, and concerns. The Jesus Show NTO at gmail.com. Um, a pretty exciting week I had. I went to Dublin for the first time as a working crew member. I've never done that before. The last time I was in Dublin for fun was for, for Zuri and Byron's wedding. Um, yeah, we flew in. Anyways, I'll, I'll get to that. What I want to start the show with is Allie saw a Virginity Rocks shirt on somebody. I think she said she saw it on a teenager. I don't know where she saw it. Where did she see it? I don't know. I think in, in an airport somewhere. She was at work. And she looked it up in line. She looked it up online because she thought it was a bit. She said, oh, I saw a virginity rock shirt. And isn't that funny? There's something similar to that on Righteous Gemstones. If you guys haven't seen that show, I mentioned it last episode. Did I? Maybe the episode before that. A very funny show. But I think in that one, it's like something squad. Anyways. So Allie thought it was a bit. And I told her, I said, it's not a bit. I think that person actually thinks that virginity rocks. Which is nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. If you're a virgin, you're a virgin. I don't, I don't give a shit. But I believe it's a Christian thing, right? So I told her, I said, look it up. Look it up online. So she did. And she goes, wait, it's a real thing? Like people actually, and I go, yeah, it's like, um, it's like a purity ring, you know, from my experiences, normally people that wear a purity ring or a shirt that says virginity rocks usually is religion based. It's, and I can only talk about Christians because I grew up Christian. And it's a way of, like it, it's the adults telling the kids like, oh, don't have sex. When I was a kid, I thought, oh, okay. Because of like teen pregnancies and stuff and this, that, whatever. Um, diseases, of course. And then as I got older, I believe older people don't want kids fucking because they, uh, maybe, maybe it's a control thing. I, I don't, I, I really don't know. Because before I thought to myself, it is kind of a controlling thing. But also, when those people grew up, I'm sure they had sex before they were married. I've had sex before I was married. And if I had to choose between virginity and fucking, fucking's winning because fucking is fun. Not, not, I'm not going to lie. It feels good. It's fun. You get to see other people naked. Like, it's it's dope. Uh, virginity? Compar- compared to it. Compared to fucking... Fucking having sex. And then virginity? It's like, nah, homie. Wait, no, like this. Yeah, like that. Uh, yeah, having sex is a lot more... It's a lot more fun. And then I told Allie that I saw a kid wearing a Virginity Rocks shirt 
at the Y. He had to have been like 15 or 16. And in my head, I went, oh man, if you only knew the other side, which I mean, obviously I'm assuming that kid has never had sex. I would hope that kid hasn't had sex yet. But also, it's none of my business and I could give a shit. I mean, he could be wearing it because he thinks it's funny or, or whatever. But I just, like I told Allie, I said, oh man. The things, and it just, it really reminds me of the stupid shit I did in the name of the Lord's. Lord's Force. I, for, for many years, when I'd go back to visit my mom, she'd always tell me, remember when you were younger and you'd say, oh, can we go back to church? When can we go to church again? And I went, yeah, because I mean, I was a kid and I had friends there and I, I had fun. And then as I got older, I was like, oh, this shit's dumb. Like, and I think I've shared with you guys before, it it turns into a lot of, at least for me it did, seeing how hypocritical things are. You know, you'd had a, you, you have a pastor or somebody from the church telling you like, oh, don't do this and that. For example, there was some people that growing up, they were, you know, they'd tell everybody, you have to be faithful to your to your husband or wife and you you can never step out on them and then turns out that they were fucking the 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 choir director or the youth pastor or like they were all fucking each other it was weird i was like wait when aren't you guys not hmm another thing would be you know not only the parents but the preachers, whoever it was that Sunday or whenever the fuck went, because we went, I feel like we went seven days a week. It was fucking dumb. But they would also say like, oh, don't, you shouldn't talk ill of your neighbor. You shouldn't be jealous. You shouldn't, you know, want what they have. All these things. And they go, oh, all, the, all those things are sins. And then these fucking people outside after church they'd be like, oh did you see what she's wearing oh she's such a whore blah 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 oh do you see what they have oh well i don't know how they can afford that i thought wait what did you guys just say not to do that shit and then it always turned into what was it like do as i say not as i do i was like this shit is dumb so yeah but Virginity rock shirts. It's a real thing. I was talking to my brother last week on the phone. And he made a really good point. He said, do you, do you think animals' lives are crazy? And I went, how so? And he goes, think about it. He goes, animals walk around well, we don't, we don't know this for a fact. But he says, animals walk around and it could be their last moment on earth at any moment. Like one animal eats another one. You know, like let's say tiger, like the tiger's the apex of the food chain. And then there's, you know, animals below it. Or in the ocean, there's a great white shark. But then if you really look at it, a killer whale is above it. And I thought, and he, cause, oh yeah, because he said, do you think there's an animal out there that walks around like my shit don't stink? I don't, I don't have to worry about Anything because you know when people say, Hey, be careful when you go outside, it's dangerous. Like thinking about it, I said, Well, 
Greg said. A great white is the danger. Does he... Does a great white swim around like, I ain't got shit to worry about. Then I told Greg, but what about orcas? Killer whales? Fuck great white sharks up. And he goes, oh, that's a good point. Then again, the question was, so do orcas swim around the ocean just without a care in the world? Aside from humans, but they're, they're the danger. Like, oh, other species, other fish, other mammals. Look at them like, oh shit, don't get too close because they're going to fuck you up. I thought that, that's, that's like, it's wild to think about, you know? And then I told Greg, I said, imagine trying to explain plans to an animal. Like, okay. Tonight, Allie was going to go out with her, with her girlfriends to go have some dinner and some wine, you know, some drinks. In the morning, they're planning this, right? Hey, later on tonight, let's plan on meeting up. Like, let's make future plans, right? Or even, hey, today's Thursday, next Thursday, let's plan on doing this. Now, I know a lot can happen between now and next Thursday. A lot of things, you know. People could die. People could could get sick. People could get injured. Um, somebody can go on an impromptu uh, trip. Something, something bad or good can happen, and I understand that. But as humans, we plan for the future. For the future, animals kind of don't do that. I mean, I guess I kind of do, but like, do they, do they think, do they know? Because they have to instinctually know, like it's kill or be killed, right? I think that's just wild to sit, like to sit a bear down and be like, okay. So plans are when you have friends and the bear's like, whoa, whoa, wait, what are friends? Like, oh, you know, like um, other bears you're, you're, you're chill with. The bear might say something to the effect of, oh, you mean like your family? And you go, no, friends, like other bears that aren't your family. And the bear might think, well, they're the, they're the enemy. Why would you? you go, well, they could start off as the enemy and then you be guys, you become chill you guys become chill and become friends and they're like oh let's hang out at a future date i don't know why but i just thought that's that's a wild notion to try to explain plans to the animal kingdom and then at the same time to think about there's some animals out there that have to walk around without a care in the world. Because they're like, nothing's going to eat me. I know nothing eats me because I eat everything. That's crazy. I don't know. I thought it was crazy. I don't know if you guys have heard what's going on in the soccer world. So Messi is officially in MLS. He's already played two games so far. He came off the bench to play in League's Cup versus Cruz Azul. I believe he scored in the 93rd or 94th minute to win the game for Miami off a free kick just outside of the 18-yard box. And of course, I feel the moment he put it down, he was going to score it. I was in Dublin, so I wasn't able to see it because I had to be up early the next day. And the game over there was on, I think, at like 1.30 in the morning. So I didn't get to watch it. 
I saw his second game, which he started versus Atlanta. Again, League's Cup. And he scored two goals and had two assists. Insane. This Messi's he's just the greatest. It's 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 crazy. It's insane. And to say that he's in MLS is even wilder. I think I've shared that already. I think after his first game, or could have been before his Messi's first game, a reporter asked Cristiano Ronaldo, which is playing in the Saudi League. They asked him if MLS is better. Well, his reply, his reply to that question was no. It's not better. The Saudi League is better. And he's been getting a lot of shit for saying that. And I think to myself, how stupid are you guys? You have a soccer player who is being paid $200 million a season. He signed a two-year contract. He's in a different league, not MLS. The baby's losing his mind. That's why I look back. So he's playing, he's playing and being paid by a different league. And people expected him to sit there and go, yeah, MLS is a much better league. First off, I think that reporter is stupid for even asking that question. Because you're not going to get an honest answer. I think the only way you would get an honest answer is if Cristiano wasn't playing in the Saudi league. I don't know, let's say he was back in the English Premier League and somebody were to ask him, what league do you think is better, the Saudi League or MLS? I think you would get a much, or at least a, 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 a more honest answer. Is that how you say it? Much more honest answer? I don't know. But I think he would be more honest if he wasn't in one of the leagues and getting paid so much fucking money. Apparently he said he's not coming. He doesn't plan on playing in Europe anymore, which is fine. Uh, I think he said he wouldn't come to MLS. But even that, I don't know. Usually I feel like when players and coaches say like, oh, I'm never going to go over here. Then they usually do. So I don't know what's going to happen with that. I think to have Messi and Cristiano in MLS, that would be dope. I can say the only team that I can think of or the only team I can see Cristiano playing on would be the LA Galaxy. I think that would make more sense for him and the league. Well, I mean, LA Galaxy or LAFC. But I think he would go to LA Galaxy. That's, that's, my, that's my assumption. In the next two years, mark it. I think Cristiano will come to MLS and play at least two seasons for the LA Galaxy. That's my prediction. And I'm probably going to be 100% wrong. Who knows? I don't know. We'll find out. Have you guys ever played VR games? The one, I think it's called the Oculus. Have you ever played? Have you ever seen somebody playing the game? I've seen a lot of videos where people are playing a virtual reality game and they get way too involved in it to the point where people hurt themselves playing these stupid games. I've seen people like boxing 
and they're boxing as if they're really fighting somebody. Which I don't understand because I think to myself, you know it's a game, right? So that's, that's weird. When people, I guess there's a game where you're on a, you're on a beam and you're really high. And they like jump off. But then they'll like jump into a TV. They'll jump into a wall. Like they hurt themselves really bad. And I think to myself, what are you doing? Like, can you guys hear the baby? He's losing his mind right now. <laughs> um, Allie put him down for bedtime. And he clearly does not want to go to bed. So he's losing his shit. So we let him try to cry it out for a little bit and then if he doesn't do that we go in and we try all over again um, sometimes when we put him down he doesn't make a, a noise other times we put him down and then he's like nope not today so that's why he's losing his shit yeah um, the VR I don't I don't I just don't understand how and why people get so wrapped up in it. And when I say wrapped up, I mean, I don't understand how they have such real world reactions to a game. Because I've played it. And when you put the thing on, you're clearly, there's something on, on your face. You can feel it. It has some weight. So I think it pops out like like this, like from here to here. It's like it pops out, right? So you put it on. So your head, like I said, you feel the weight of the Oculus. I've played, what, golf. I've bowled. I've done a fighting game. But when I'm playing it, I, I I try to make sure that I'm not around anything that I'm going to hit and get hurt. I also make sure that I'm not moving my feet because if I'm stationary, I know I'm not moving. Any, I'm not going anywhere. There's been a couple times where I've taken a step or two and then I pull the thing up and then I recenter myself. I'm like, I don't need to move my feet. I just, I don't know. I just think it's weird. I think some people do it. Like some of the videos that I've seen looks like somebody set up the camera on purpose and then somebody has this wild reaction. But other people I've seen where they're just, I mean, they're just morons. They just hurt themselves because they don't understand how games work. I don't know. It's really weird. If you guys haven't seen any of the videos. You should look them up because they're pretty wild and it reminds you how stupid some people are. I had a quick thought. You know how fish and other sea creatures live in the ocean? And the ocean is salty, right? Does that mean everything sea creatures eat is salty? Does that mean everything they taste? Like let's say they eat a fish, right? That fish or whatever they eat could taste, let's say it has a Swedish, not Swedish, but a sweet-ish taste, right? Is it interrupted by the salt in the water? So are they, have they only ever known salty foods? Think about that. Have you ever thought about that? Allie's not happy right now, so I can't talk to her. Oh, I can? Oh. Yeah. But think about it. Fish and stuff, they're in the ocean. Yeah, they're on my side of the bed. 
But think about that. Right? Like you've never thought about that? I think about that. Just imagine, okay, imagine, ooh, imagine you're eating a delicious cherry pie. You're like, mmm, I'm about to eat this whole cherry pie, which I've never done. I do all the time. You take a couple bites, and then somebody comes over and pours salt all over it. And you're like, hey, why'd you, why'd you do that? And then the person goes, we live in salt water. Duh. And you go. That makes sense. Are you going to take the boys? Right? I don't know. That's something I've thought about. Have, do you guys think about shit like that? The things that I think about are pretty wild. Not wild, just kind of dumb sometimes. But I like to share it with you guys. All right, here we go. I just went to Dublin for the first time, like I said at the top of the show for work the last time I was in Dublin Ireland was for Byron and Zuri's wedding for about a year Byron and Zuri kept asking us Allie and I here you guys had to come to the wedding you guys are invited to the wedding here you guys coming to the wedding Allie and I only know our schedule a month in advance. I don't know how any other job is. I'm assuming it's about the same. Some people know a month in advance. Some people know two weeks out. So the whole time, you know, I keep telling Byron and Zuri, you know, every time we would see them, we'd see them a couple times each month. Yeah, 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 we're going, we're going, we're going, we're going. Well, then I went to, Mike took me to his 10-year anniversary party. I happened to be in town. And he said, hey, why don't you come with me? If you're still working here, it would be your 10-year your anniversary as well. I said, yeah, sure. That'd be great. And it was cool because I was able to see some of the, uh, some old Disney friends, some current Disney friends that I'm still friends with now. So it was, I was, was going to be able to hang out with them and then see other people. So I said, yeah, sure. And I thought that was really sweet of Mike to think of me. So I said, sure. We get there. We meet up with everybody. What we meet up with, it's me, Mike, Fleur, Woody. Byron, I, I don't think Byron was there yet. Zuri was there. Can't remember who else was there. So we get some food. We're sitting by, um, we're in Radiator Springs. What's the, what's the ride called? Now I can think of the ride. The, um, the racers, Radiator Spring racers. I think, I don't think that's what it's called but we're sitting there we have the backdrop of radiator springs we're we're about to eat we give a little cheers with our drinks and Zuri goes hey you guys are you guys are coming to the wedding right and I go yeah when is it and she says I think it was like in two weeks and I went oh oh okay and she's like Damn it, I've told you for a year now. So then I had to scramble real quick. I call Allie. And she was on her way to check in, I believe, for a Melbourne or a Sydney. And I said, hey, what are we doing? What are you doing on this day? And she says, you know, I have a trip. And I go, put it in ads right now. Like, get rid of it now. We have to go to the wedding. She goes, oh, shit, that's right. Okay. So she does. I think I had a Narita. And I go, I'm going to put that in ads right now. So we ended up, I think we ended up trading our trip that was during the wedding to before. So we can work and then go. 
So we did that. And I was, I mean, thankfully at the time, trading, get rid of, trading and getting rid of our trips was really easy. It's very different now. Very hard to get rid of shit. But that's neither here nor there. So we get rid of the trip and we go. Allie and I end up flying from LA to Newark. Then we had to stay in Newark for, I think, like six, seven hours at the airport. Then we took Newark to Dublin. So we fly in. We rented a car. Allie said, oh, why don't we try staying at a hostel instead of a hotel? Because that's smart. So I said, sure. We get to Dublin, and then I, then it hits me. I'm like, oh, shit. I have to drive a car. <laughs> In a different country. On the opposite side of the road. Cool. Was it stick shift? I don't think it was. No, I don't think it was stick. I think it was automatic. Yeah. I think that I think I told Alex that that's the only thing. We need to make sure that it's automatic. Because I don't know how to drive a stick. You got it. We get there. We land. We get to the car place. And luckily for me, it was early enough in the morning. I think we got the car and headed to Woody, Woody, Fleur, and Mike to their hotel. Which is really cool. The same place that we stay um, as, as crew members. So when I was just there, I was like, oh, hey, I've been here before. We pick up the car. We go meet them. We have breakfast with them. And then we ended up going to the Guinness Brewery. We did the tour. It's a self-guided tour. Which was kind of dumb. I was hoping that it would be a guided tour. But you had to spend, like for example, let's say to take the tour is $10. And then you get to pour a Guinness and drink the Guinness. And then I think the guided tour was like $30. And I was like, "Mm, I don't know about that. So do the tour. You know, do that. We ended up trying to go to Temple Bar. But it was way too packed. Like we walked in there and there was, it was like this. There was no room for us. We ended up going to a pub right across the street. It was very mellow. We had some fish and chips. We had some Guinness. I think I even had some Smithics beer. Very chill. I don't sleep on the planes. I can't. It's very hard for me. So flying over to Dublin, I was watching. I watched like three, four movies. Didn't really sleep. Thankfully for me, there was nobody in the middle of me. Sorry, I heard somebody trying to get in the house, and it was just Allie. Uh, Nobody was next to me, so I had a little more room to chill and relax. Allie had the same thing. Boom. So I didn't really get sleep going. We got there. I had to drive. Then we were drinking. And then we ended up getting to our hostel... And I think we fell asleep at, I don't know, something stupid, like 4 p.m. And then around, I think, 3 a.m. Around 3 a.m. A bunch of drunk young kids came in and woke us up. And we were like, "Mm, well, I guess we've, like, we got a whole almost 12 hours of sleep. Uh, we were like, we're, we feel rested. We had to take a shower in like a community shower. It was really weird. I would never do a hostel again. That's a, that's a young man's game. We ended up driving to Doolin the next day because then the wedding was in Doolin. So it was this big adventure. Then when we left Ireland, we left out of Shannon back to Newark and then from Newark back to 
LA. So that was the, the, the first time we went to Ireland. Well, then I just went back for work this time. And it was fun. It was a lot of fun. We take off around, I want to say we took off around maybe 9 p.m., I think it was. 9, 9.30 p.m., I can't remember. It was later at night. We're on a 757, so it's a single lane or single aisle plane, so it's a smaller plane. I was hoping it was going to be like a 7.8 or triple seven. No, not even a 7.6. Our crew rest where we sleep is the very last row of the plane, so we can't even recline, so that sucked. But it was very easy working over. People, most everybody just slept because it was so late at night. So we get to Dublin and one of Allie's friends was on the flight. So she brought her partner. They ended up renting a car. So we got to the airport. They left to go get their car. They said, we'll meet, meet up with you guys later. And then me and the rest of the crew, what, there was five of us? Yeah, so four of us go in the van and we get to the hotel and the supervisor of the flight, our purser, he says, hey, I scheduled a tour for the stadium that's nearby. I said, oh, cool. And he goes, if anybody wants to go. And I go, you know what? I'd like to go. So I told him, you know, how much was it? I think it was like 10 bucks to do the tour. And it's an hour and a half tour. I was like, oh, wow, that's, <clears throat> that's, a, that's a good tour. So I said, yeah, sure, I'll do it with you. So we ended up scheduling it. And before we went, I had cash. Because I didn't want to use my card. Because every time I use my card internationally, it does the exchange rate. But then my stupid fucking bank charges me mama, to convert it. It's really dumb. So what I normally like to do is I like to take cash out and then exchange the money. So I just have it in my pocket instead of having to worry like, oh, I spend $50. And then it's, but you actually spend 65 because... The conversion rate and charges and shit that they, the banks charge is fucking stupid. So I had told uh, our purser, I said, hey, I have to go exchange money. He goes, yeah, okay. I asked the hotel, hey, where can I exchange money? They said, go over here. It's like a 15-minute walk. Go that way. Okay. So I get over to the bank. The bank... I walk in and I said, hey, they told me you guys exchange American money into euros. And the bank says, we don't do that. I went, huh? He goes, yeah, we don't, we don't exchange money. I said, you're a bank? She goes, yeah. And I went, and a bank doesn't exchange money? She goes, no. Then she looked at me weird. I said, hey, I don't know in America... If you go to a bank and you're, you ask to exchange money, they, they do for the most part. Like big, big banks do it. I said, you guys are a big bank, right? She goes, yeah. I go, it's just odd to me. So I said, where can I exchange money then? She goes, I don't know. And I went, okay. She goes, I don't know. Like that's not nothing we do. And I said, hey, that's fine. I go, I would, I would, I'm assuming because you guys are a, financial financial institution you would know number one I, I would assume you'd you do that but clearly you don't okay then I would assume that I'm not the only one ever that has come in and asked where I can exchange money so I would assume you would know where to direct the person 
and you don't. So, okay, that's fine. So I come out and I'm like, well, where the fuck do I go now? So I'm looking around I'm like, shit. Now we have 15 minutes to get back to our, well, we have 15 minutes from where we are to get to the stadium. So I tell my person, I go, hey man, we're going to have to take a cab. You know, I'll pay for it because it's my fault. He goes, no, I think we can make it back. He's like, don't worry. Like, we'll exchange money after. But I told him, I said, but if it gets later, I don't want things closing to where I can't. So we start walking back. And we're walking towards the, the stadium as fast as we can. And then he ends up going, wait, let me see if I can switch the tour from 2 p.m. to 3 p.m. Okay, so he's on the phone. They're very nice. I said, yeah, we'll switch the tour. So they did, and he goes, okay, now we can relax. Now you have over an hour to figure out where to exchange money. And he goes, hey, there's a tourism office right here. Why don't we go in there? Mind you, I've never been to this part of Dublin. He's never been. The two crew members we went out with, they had never been. So we were all, it was the blind leading the blind, leading the blind, leading the blind. Then we went into the tourism office and the lady goes, oh yeah, there's an exchange place, right? Turn around. So I turn around. She's like, you see that red sign? Just go right over there. I went, thank you. So I got money. We do the tour. The tour was really cool. They play, oh, fuck, what was it called? They play uh, Celtic football. And, no, not paddleball. I don't know, some other sport. I thought it was a soccer stadium. And it wasn't. But it was really cool to take the tour. We got to learn a lot of, about the stadium and the history and then in the rules of these two sports, Gaelic, Gaelic football. Yeah, Gaelic football, I think is what they call it. The league is called the GAA. Um, in the rules, it says soccer cannot be played in that stadium. I was like, huh, interesting. They were like, it's very, it's very sacred. Like, that's not a thing we allow. And I went, oh, cool. Not really. I was like, why wouldn't you let soccer be played in such a beautiful stadium but whatever it was a beautiful stadium it was what it holds 80,000 people which is wild he said the tour guide said it's a shorter stadium for holding 80,000 people he said the Santiago Bernabeu and the Camp Nou well I guess the old Camp Nou because they tore it down um they they build it, those stadiums, tall. So you can have about 100,000 people in the stadium, but it's tall. Croke Park is short and wide. Um, so I was like, oh, wow, that's, that's insane. That's pretty crazy. Then after that, oh, our person got a haircut. I walked over with it. Well, we had a beer. We had some Guinness, which... Delicious. Just Guinness is delicious in Ireland. Tastes like shit in America. Anywhere else. In Ireland, mm, delicious. So we had a couple pints. He got a haircut. We ended up meeting up with Allie's friend. Uh, my other crew member and her partner at this place called, this restaurant called The Bank. It's an old bank that they turned into a restaurant. It's really cool. Then we ended up going back to the hotel. We had a couple pints there. And then Allie's friend, her partner, and myself, we walked to get uh, dessert. Because we were, we were jonesing for dessert. So we got our dessert. Went back to the hotel. It was really close. Went back to the hotel. 
And then it was nice because in the middle of the night, I woke up to go to the bathroom. And in my head, I was like, oh, man, it'd be nice to have you know a couple more hours of sleep. So I think at that point, I had been asleep for six hours. And I had, what, maybe four more hours to wake up. So, I mean, I was getting plenty of rest. But, you know, you can always use it. Just a little bit more rest. And I see a text message from our purser, and he says, hey, our flight's delayed. So we're not leaving the hotel at 9. We're leaving at 12 now. And I went, perfect. So that was nice. Um, And then we went, you know, we got picked up. We went back, and it was, it was really cool. I had a really good time. But I was telling Allie that though I had fun, I had a blast. I've had what I've picked up two international trips out of Chicago now Munich and now Dublin. I've had a blast. The only difference is it's not our LA international base. Which we don't have anymore. It's not our LA people. It's very different. I would definitely say that my Dublin crew was more cohesive, nicer. And when I say nicer, there was only one guy that I had to work with on my Munich that was just kind of seemed like a dick. That kind of seemed, he was a dick. There's a couple of things. He was like, we do things this way. And I go, I don't do it that way because it doesn't make sense. And it's not practical. You might like it, but that's, that makes no sense. And again, I, I, sh- I shared that with, uh, with you guys in the episode going to Munich or went to Munich or whatever I titled it. I can't remember. Uh, just different, very different, but I did have, I did have fun and I hope, I hope to do more international trips just because it's easier. It's one flight there. Normally you get to sleep, you take a nap, you get 24 hours at your destination and then it's one one flight back. Some of these domestic trips, it's anywhere from one, two, three, four, five legs, five flights, up to five flights in one day. It's just, it's stupid. It's, it's dumb. They shouldn't schedule it that way. But even if I don't work an international trip, I would like to go on more international trips with Allie and the baby. Because I think it just, it'd be fun. I'd like to show him around. I'd like to show him the world. That'd be dope. Also, I don't understand why the air conditioning is such an issue outside of America. In my room, I turned it down to the coldest it could go. And it got just kind of cool in the room. At night, I was sweating. Same thing in Munich. I was sweating profusely. I had to like sleep with no covers. And even then, it was, it was better. But I was still like kind of damp. I was like, what the fuck, man? I had them come check. They came check my AC. They came to check my AC unit in Munich three times. They're like, it's fine. I go, but it's not though. Because it's hot. And each time... The mechanic, I was like, you're hot? I go, yeah, because it's hot. Same thing in Dublin. They're like, it's kind of cold outside. I go, yeah, it, that's outside. I can't even open the fucking window. I want it cold in here. And the last guy, he goes, why would you want it cold in here? He's like, you're not going to be able to sleep. I go, no, I will be able to sleep. Do you see those things? They're, they're called blankets. I put them on me and then I'm not cold anymore. Isn't that crazy? And 
If I get too cold, I can call you guys and get more blankets. <gasps> Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I go, I don't know what you guys do here in Europe, but that's another thing. During the day, we're walking around. Well, no. In Munich, in Dublin, it was it was chilly. It was raining. And it was a little chilly, but it was perfect for me. I was like, this is great. In Munich, I was sweating. And there was people walking around with jackets and ties, pants, and just not a sweat or care in the world. I'm thinking, what is, like, what's going on? I'm not, it's very weird. Japan, AC, mm, I feel like because I would go so often, they knew, like, I felt like my, my room that I was in was always as cold as possible. And anytime I would request a fan, they'd always give me a fan. They're like, perfect. We'll give you a fan. It's fine. I never had an issue. But everywhere else in America, or I'm sorry, anywhere else outside of America, always an issue. Even... Mexico, Canada, Canada's fine though. When I've been to Canada, AC works perfect. If I turn it down, I turn it down and it's cold. But yeah, same thing in Mexico. I, I don't understand how other countries don't understand the way air conditioning works. It's really fucking weird. I don't get it. I don't know if you guys have ever experienced that, but it's very annoying. Yeah, I think that's, yeah, that's what I'm going to leave you. There's a couple of things I want to talk about, but I'm going to save that for next week. Once again, guys, thank you very much for watching. Thank you very much for listening. Remember to tell everybody you know to listen to The Jesus Show, not that one. And remember to rate, like, share, and subscribe. And I will see you next week.